Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Jenna Morton. And I'm Tosh Taylor. Welcome. Today we are filming live from the Albert County Museum. Right now we're in the gorgeous Albert County Courthouse. And we have joining us today Janet Clouston, who is the Managing Director of the Albert County Museum. Janet, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's my pleasure to be hosting you here in this beautiful courthouse. We were just commenting on how beautiful it smells in here. All, the, all the woodwork, you know, if you're, if you're a woodworker person, uh, you, if you're a fan of uh, elegant word, woodworking, this is a building for you. It's all original as well, so it's, it's uh, been here for quite some time. 1904. 1904 it opened, yes. Oh, I just, I do. I love everything about this building, but that's not exactly why we're here today. Because <laughs> we have talked about the building before. Maybe we should do like the highlight version of what this building is before we jump into today's discussion though. Yeah, sure. Well, this is, this is one of the buildings in the original Shire Town. Uh, it was established in 1845. So this was the, the capital of Albert County. Um, this courthouse was built replacing the original courthouse. It was actually built on the, on the footings of the original courthouse that burnt in a fire. Um, and so the, uh, the building was designed and, and built by the community. Um, they raised $4,900 $4, to build it and uh, was designed by Watson Reed. Uh, he's with the famous Reed Brother Architects um, who uh, really shaped the city of San Francisco. And so Watson Reed was here in the community, um, chose to come home from San Francisco, moved back to Albert County, lived in Harvey, and he uh, committed his time to helping design this gorgeous building. Um, the acoustics in here are spectacular because at the time there were no microphones. We have a microphone on today. Um, certainly when there's musicians in here, they have microphones in. But uh, at the time, um, there were no microphones and so you had to be able to hear everything that was being said at the front of the courthouse here. So if there was a witness giving testimony or the judge was making a ruling on something or the jury needed to say, everybody in the courthouse both needed to see and hear what was happening. And so that's why this building is designed the way it is. And it's just absolutely breathtaking. It is a piece of art, mm. absolutely. But we're here to talk more about the museum in general, not just the building today. And I know that you are so passionate about the role of museums and history. I've been a history buff my whole life. And um, in fact, I have a personal connection to this place. Um, when it was open in 1962, I, I actually, when I started my job here, I found a newspaper uh, clipping from the Times and Transcript in Moncton from 1962 about the museum opening. And uh, the first line in, the, in the, the news article says, this museum will tell the history of the province in a way that hasn't been done before, said Dr. George Macbeth. Now, Dr. George Macbeth was the curator of the New Brunswick Museum. He was the New Brunswick dignitary that was here at the ribbon cutting. Uh, Dr. George Macbeth was chief historian for the province. He created King's Landing as part of his work with the province as well as the village Acadienne. You can't have an English, English um, history settlement like King's Landing and not do a French version. So he was actually instrumental in both. Dr. George Macbeth is my uncle. I, hadn't, I had not even been heard of in 1962. Uh, in fact, I was born in 1963, uh, but George Macbeth, is my uncle, was my uncle, and I spent a lot of time with him and his, uh, his wife, Dr. Marie Macbeth, uh, when I went to UNB in Fredericton, and she was the uh, founding president of uh, Science East. Um, so they, from uh, the terms of uh, the legacy of history in New Brunswick, um, you don't have to go much further than Dr. George Macbeth. I mean, he's really instrumental. He wrote a textbook that was most of us kids read in, in uh, school. 
uh, on New Brunswick, the history of New Brunswick. And, and for me to know that my uncle was the one that was here at the ribbon cutting uh, 1962. So next year is our 60th anniversary, which I'll let you know about. Um, so it, yes, the history is important, but I think we mentioned earlier when you have a personal connection to a story. So that to me was a profound personal connection that at this beautiful museum that I get to the honor of working and, and, and looking after, uh, that my uncle was here that day. Um, I found my aunt's signature in the guest book. We, we went through our collection and we found the ge original guest book from 1962 from when we opened and my aunt's name is in there with my cousin and her little girl handwriting I is in it. that guest book. So um, now George definitely believed, Dr. George Macbeth definitely believed that history matters and preserving our history to share with today's generation is a vitally important role. Um, so I, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do this for a living and, and um, look after the legacy stories of some really important New Brunswickers and important Canadians. Um, you know, we have a very, we played a very important role and still continue to do in, uh, in the history of this country. Um, now we've added the Acadian history onto our storytelling as well, so that brings us into the late 1600s. And now we're working on the First Nations history, uh, the um, uh, Aboriginal history of the region. In fact, we're setting up a display as part of my work today. We have some First Nations artifacts in our collection that have been gifted to us, and we are setting up a display that will be on until the end of the, end of the month through, uh, through Aboriginal Day. So it's, it's important for a number of reasons. I think um, a lot of families that have family heirlooms, important documents, um, things that are precious to them that as their family passes away, they, they need them entrusted to an organization like us. So from archival and, and collection purposes, um, but then also to share those items with the public. Um, and I especially love, love it when young children are here. Um, one of my better experiences from my first year here in 2019, um, we had um, we do the Her regional heritage fair for the Anglophone East uh, schools, and the heritage fair is held here. And a little girl came here and and did her heritage project. And during the sessions, they got to walk around and see the museum. And she went through the World War One exhibit, uh, which we have here, which is called the County of Heroes, and it's the history of World War One and our involvement and and some of the more important aspects. She got very interested in that because she'd heard her, heard her parents talk about her great-grandfather being in World War I, but it never really connected for her. She never really, it never came to life, that story. Well, in August of that year, so that was in April, in August of that year, that little girl came back and she brought her little brother and sister with her and her mom and dad. And she had been talking to them about coming to visit this museum and seeing the World War I exhibit to talk about her great-great-grandfather. Right, so that, that little girl made my whole summer, right? I mean, we had, we had hundreds of other, other visitors that, that were here, but seeing her enthusiasm and knowing that we made an impact on her and her little brother and sister and her family came here to, 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 talk, about, to talk about their history. Um, and so that's a, that is a really important role that we play to the public, um, you know, and, and it is our shared history. And it's something that I think um, people are becoming more and more interested in, you know, be it that there's ancestor.ca and, you know, you, you have a chance. But I know, Jenna, you're really interested in your, in your genealogy and your family's mm. connection. And, 
And so for us to be able to greet people and, and open up documents and them to find their family's name in there, in that document, and say, that's the farm that my family used to own in the 1800s, um, it, it, it has a profound effect on people. And um, so, yeah, history matters. Museums matter. They do. Yeah, I think it's, it's so important for children especially to have that, that connection to something where they can feel like they belong. Mm and then carry that forward, right? You know, when you, when you create that sense of belonging, whether it's because you have the personal connection to the people or you feel a personal connection to the place and they can see, oh, I can be proud that fox farming was a thing here, that shipbuilding was a thing here, that entrepreneurs and inventors lived here and I can do that here too. It completely opens up the world to you. And I think that strong sense of community comes through so well in this area, especially. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason we're seeing so many people moving here now, right? We're seeing this influx of people who are choosing to live in communities like this, mm -hmm. and they might not even be able to name what it is, but that's what I think it is. I think they're feeling that connection to the place, even though their ancestors might not be from there, they know it's a place filled with stories and people who care about those stories, and they want to be part of it. That, that and the, the legacy moving forward, right? It's like knowing where you're from helps guide you to where you want to be. And, and you know, that, that thought about standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, we really are standing on the shoulders of giants here, whether it's R.B. Bennett or, or Abraham Gessner who invented kerosene, the first fossil fuel ever used on planet Earth, was created and developed a stone throw away from here in a very, very successful mining operation, they were mining for Albertite. And Gessner was a scientist from Nova Scotia and invented fossil fuels, saving the whales, by the way. The whales were being hunted to extinction for whale oil. And that innovation not only changed what was happening here, it's changed human history. It's, it's changed our whole way of living and development. Um, and the birthplace of that is right here. So when you get that sense of pride in a place, whether, you, what, you know, whether you're, um, you're connected to that or, you know, I know there's people that live on Albert's Albert Mines right by the mine site, you know, and that's, that's really interesting. But to know that there's a legacy there and we can continue on with that work. We can share that legacy, but also be a part of today's prosperity. I mean, they, they did really lay the foundation for us here. And the history of forming of Funday National Park and like all of those things are so important to this region. I'm very, also very fortunate I'm part of a, a, a group of museums in the area. There's 26 museums, both English and French museums from the region, and we work together as a collective. So we're really working off of each other now to, to share the history of the entire region, right up to the Northumberland Strait um, and down into Sackville. So we have a lot to, um, a lot to provide to people, and uh, I've been very fortunate with yourselves having an interest in the story here and then we've we've had some friends from the media times and transcript and there's some other organizations that have been really great in terms of, of telling the story and helping us share the history uh, because it is so interesting and um, you know I'm, I'm frankly extremely proud uh, not only to be a New Brunswicker um, but to actually be able to live here in this in this county in, in Albert County and be able to look out, you know, be a steward and be the caretaker of this place, but also welcome the public to come and share it with us. Um, you know, many people don't know what to expect when they park their car and start walking around and then they go like, oh my gosh, this place is incredible. And we've got some wonderful exhibits. We're also entirely bilingual and I'm very proud of New Brunswick's 
a bilingual status in Moncton, the only bilingual city in North America. I mean, that's incredible to think about it, that we can, we can actually be a part of that. Um, so that is a really, c'est terrifique. Ça c'est bon. It does. I have, I have a, a curveball question, one that we didn't talk about ahead of time. I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, you're, you're working this year on an Aboriginal component. Yes. What are the other stories that are on your radar that, that haven't made it into the exhibits yet that you know we need to talk more about? Well, the, one of the first would be the Women's Institute. Um, this, this area was, still has a Women's Institute that was established in the early 1900s, um, where I, there's a person who um, said to me that they, one of Canada's greatest exports is the Women's Institute. So it was star started here in, in Canada and um, there's w women's institutes all over the world now. Um, so the, the women's history of the region is really important and, and, and the role that the women's institutes played. So we, and we've been gifted a, a ledger from the Hillsborough Women's Institute. Um, so that's one of the stories. Certainly the First Nations history is really important and we are working with uh, Fort, Fort Folly First Nations and Elsie Bogdok First Nations uh, with us uh, in a, pl a planning team. So the, the exhibit we're putting together now is more of a display as we build a more robust um, uh, exhibit, uh, which is I, I think a really important uh, story for us to be telling and also to, to be telling it with, with today's First Nations partners. Um, We've also just changed our, in our bylaws at our last AGM, we added the word geological history as well, because we, we are a museum of civilization, which is we tell the, the, the story of people, okay? So our, our tagline is people of the tides, or discover the people of the tides, which is lovely. But we've added the word geology in there because now we can start to talk about the world's highest tides and we can share the ecological um, story. We can talk about fossils and perhaps work on some exhibits. Um, you know, we have a very uh, unique ecology here where UNESCO Biosphere Reserve, uh, the Funda UNESCO Biosphere Reserve. So that's a really important story to be telling. And so then that takes us into time and memoriam, really in terms of our, of our, of our history. Um, so we will be hopefully in the future being able to add. Uh, many people come here to see the Hopewell Rocks and they come here to go to Funday Park and be around nature. So that's gonna allow us. We can also tell the, the story of the mastodon skeleton mm -hmm. that was found here. That's one of your favorites. I'd I would love to get him <laughs> back here. Well, that's it. Yeah. We're gonna just, you know, uh, do night at the museum and we're gonna go and <laughs> And, I love uh, it. <laughs> no, it's at the New Brunswick Museum now, and it's it's one of their star attractions. Yes. But that mastodon skeleton was found in Hillsborough. Mm -hmm. It's the most intact mastodon skeleton found. So um, that will that will bring us into that area of of, um, of history. Um, so I'm really excited to be a part of that. That's really neat. I, I was thinking of the fossils because they've started that new tour at Cape and Rage yes. this year too, right? Mm -hmm. and, and uh, Jim, who runs Cape and Rage, also happens to be the mayor of Riverside Albert. Um, he was telling me how they found some fossils of things that they only find in South Africa, or um, um, don't quote me on what other country, but it was not one right next to us. Um, so yeah, they found some really amazing things there. Um, so yeah, to be able to have that on display here as well would be incredible. The, the more they're digging into um, <laughs> the, the fossils in this area, the more they're excited they're, they're getting around what 
what that history has to say and, and uh, the, basically the formation of planet Earth. And, and so, yeah, no, I mean, and there's many, you know, what kid doesn't like dinosaurs too, right? Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to, to broaden and deepen the story, um, you know, some, some people come in for very specific reasons. They come in to learn about R.B. Bennett. They come in for the World War I exhibit. They come in for the, the Tom Collins story. But they're here and they're learning other things while they're here. And so, um, you know, no matter what, what aspect of it, when you're, when you're in a, a museum like this or, or other museums, you know, we do a really quality job in Canada of, of our museums and, and sharing our history. Um, you know, there's pretty much something for everybody in there. And, um, you know, I'm, there's, there are some, some that you need a kind of a little bit of a gimmick or a QR code or it has to be audiovisual and all of that, which, which I understand. But it mostly it's just the thrill of learning. Um, that, that, that sense of discovery that I've learned something new today and I've learned something about my own backyard today. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, f a fortunate person who gets to do this for a living. Um, you know, my, my entire background is in hospitality and tourism and community development. So I get to do those things, but, but with the museum as well and, and w look after our collection too. We've got probably 10,000 items in our collection. Uh, and archival documents. We were just donated a, an original bill of sale from a tall ship that was built here in Albert County called the Hopewell. Wow. And it's a document from 18, 1850. And it's been gifted to us, right? So uh, we have a replica of it that's going to go in, into our exhibit. So um, it's a thrilling day. I mean, when, when somebody actually, they gifted it to us right here in this courthouse where they came in and said, well, we have a few documents we want to donate. And one thing he pulled out is this, beautiful bill of sale from this incredibly amazing tall ship that was built, one of 300 that was built here. So it's, it's my, my board of directors was very excited when they knew we, we had received that. So. I can imagine. Oh my goodness. I love too though that you talked about, you know, finding the guest book and you know, your, yeah. you know, the, the writing of a child. Sometimes I think people overlook those simple things and how important they can be historically down the road, as well as, you know, cherishing the, the yes. bill of sale, of course, is immense. Well, it was fun to be able to reach, reach out to my cousin, uh, Judy, and she, uh, she lives in, in St. John now. Uh, but she and her partner came to the grand opening, like my first season here, where I was able to say, uh, you know, I'm working at the museum, and by the way, your, your dad was here at the ribbon cutting, and so she came with her partner, and they were here for the opening of the Acadian exhibit. Um, she's very touched by the fact that her, her father was here and doing his work as a curator of the New Brunswick Museum, so, um, you know, they'll be back, and they absolutely loved it here. Um, so. You know, we're inviting young people to join us on this journey. Um, I've got a, a young high school student who is planning to be a his, history teacher. He, he loves the history. He loves giving tours to people, you know, and you never know when, when young people show up. And that's, he, he's very committed to, to being a teacher. He's going to university next year. He's going to UNB my alma mater <laughs> and um, he's very committed to being a teacher and he wants to be a history teacher so for us to be able to employ him here and and he absolutely loves it here and he's a great employee but he's going to carry on in his work after his time here and you know we'd welcome him back during call when he's in university come back and continue working with us so and then someday he'll bring his school groups. Yeah. Someday he's going to bring. So we love. We I love groups here. We love school groups and seniors groups and and um, 
you know, because they they're just always have a lot of fun here and uh, never know what to expect as well. So mm -hmm. you have a really great uh, gift shop. While we're wrapping up too, we should talk about the gift shop because last time Jenna and I were down, we both walked out of here with this whopping three dollar book that you really got to increase the price on. But oh, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's such a great book and it tells such a great history uh, through the mind of somebody who was deserves her own yeah. plaque on the wall. Yeah, like, she oh really my does. Goodness. Oh my gosh, yes. she, you could tell, like, she lived a really great life growing up here in Albert County and just remembers all the stories and writes all the stories down. And I, I laughed and I cried and I enjoyed the book. <laughs> Best $3 I ever spent. But you have far more than that to offer. So that book's called Funday Folklore. Yes. Right, we should yes. say that, yes. yes. By uh, yeah. Mamie. Mamie. Yeah. yeah, Mamie Steves. Yeah, so Mamie Steves, royalty in these parts, the Steves family. So. Um, people do have that connection. It is, it is a fun read. Um, so we have, the gift shop is in, it's one of the buildings that we own, which is a, an old public library. And uh, it was a, a public library and a boys and girls club. And it's now our admissions building and a gift shop and bookstore. So we have books on most of the things that people would see here. One of our more popular books is The Rectory Murder, which is the story of the, uh, the Collins trial, Tom Collins trial. Um, but uh, there's books on R.B. Bennett, and we try. To, we also focus on made in New Brunswick products, so the very local product made down the street at Funday Farm, and and we've got uh, mostly made in New Brunswick items in there, and then we are focusing on more supporting local artisans as well. Um, but you know. It, the whole, the whole experience here is meant to be educational. It is really meant to be learning of knowledge and, and, and in a very interesting way. Um, we try as much as possible to have interactive exhibits and, and audiovisual and that sort of thing. Almost every building has it, including this one. Um, but, you know, to continue with that learning, uh, so a lot of people do enjoy buying books uh, while they're here. And, and well, actually, we had record sales in books last year because of COVID-19 with a lot of people that were spending time quietly reading and so we had we actually had a record sale in, in books we also have the um the book on mary micah who's a, a naturalist and is credited with um, starting a lot of what new brunswick does now around land conservancy the the uh, mary's point shorebird um, uh, park is is her, uh, her brainchild as well and so we have her book called sanctuary and um so Come and do some learning. Yes. Yes. Please do. Come and learn yes. with us. Yeah. Yes, you will not be disappointed. Thank no. you so much, Janet, for sharing all this with well, us. Well, I appreciate you being here with us today and for sharing what we're doing with the public. Uh, we love having people here, and, and uh, your support is really appreciated.